Welcome to the podcast channel of the East Bay Unity Intergroup of Overeaters Anonymous. The opinions expressed here are those of individual members and do not represent OA as a whole. For more information about our intergroup, please visit our website at eastbayoa.org. Um, hi, everyone. I'm David. I'm a compulsive overeater. Um, thank you all for being here. Uh, so I am nervous to share, uh, which I guess just makes me human. And, uh, um, and it's really important for me to just come back to, uh, come back to why, um, why I'm sharing today, um, which is as our tradition says, um, to carry its message, a group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. So my job today is to carry the message of compulsive overeaters to um, everyone who needs to hear it. So that is newcomers um, who are coming to OA for the first time and longtime um, OA members who still suffer. Um, and that suffering can be from the disease of compulsive overeating, or it could be from any form of suffering. So my um, my job today is to do something to um, alleviate um, the pain that brought us here in the first place, and uh, and to carry a message of hope. And so I need to come back to the message of hope because in my nervousness, my uh, my tendency is to go to how how I'm not enough, how my program may not be enough, how I may not be articulate enough, and um, I um, and the reason that I'm sharing today, actually, um, I volunteered to share. Normally, I you know wait to ask to be shared because you know with my pride, I want I want people to ask for me to share my story. But today's a really special day for me. Um, it's my four year away anniversary and four year abstinence date, and um, and I open with that because um, I thank you um, because it's so important for me to come back to the miracle of this program as opposed to dwelling in any of my doubts or um, or fears or anxieties because it is just staying in a way is a complete miracle for me. Um, I've never done anything for four years. Um, I've never stuck with anything before OA. Um, today is also the official date of my um, graduation from my graduate program, so it's kind of a, a double winner for me. And um, I don't see those as a coincidence because I cannot imagine having come this far without OA. Uh, before I came into program, um, or when I came into program, I was really lost about what to do with my life around my career. and. Um, other parts of my life, you know, I w- was happily married and, um, you know, a- a- other parts of my life had, you know, on paper looked secure, but um, that aspect of my life was really just, I had come out of a few career transition and, and career transitions and I really was lost. Um, and OA has seen me through this and everyone here, whether you were in OA or not, most of the faces I see here are familiar, have, have been with me throughout this journey. And, uh, and it, is such, it is such a miracle um, for me. 
and uh but and that's just a side effect of the program i mean like the kind of the material things like having a career that's coming together or even even the weight loss um you know these are side effects the primary the primary thrust of the program is the spiritual transformation that i've had um so um yeah i'm probably i'll be jumping around a lot so let me just come back to um Maybe I'll just tell my story a bit um, and and try and tie that into tradition five. So um, I came in four years ago um, and uh, I have been a compulsory eater my whole life, as far as I can remember. I um, I don't remember ever not turning to food compulsively. Um, I was. I was born a 10 pound baby as I share a meeting. So, and I come from a family of compulsive overeaters. So it does feel like I came into the world with this. And even if I hadn't, I just don't have any memories of relating to food in a way other than, um, other than compulsion. Um, I just feel like I was constantly hunting for food. Um, I no matter how much I got, it just was, it never felt enough. And um, my earliest memories are of, um, of just the obsession with the sweets and the obsession of like going back for more and more and the shame that I felt around that um, from my um, from my family and just from whatever societal messages I was getting. That I, thank you. That because I was um, chubby and overweight and because um, I wanted more and more food, there was something wrong with me. And uh, um, and uh, it's just, it's so ingrained in me that it's hard for me to, um, it's hard for me to think about, and we talk about in step two being restored to sanity, it's hard for me to remember anything that happened before being a compulsive overeater. So um, in any case, uh, my childhood was one of um, just intense discomfort and it, it, it intense loneliness. And it's interesting that when I think about the, the, the feeling of community connection that I did have as a kid, so much of it was around food. It was about, um, you know, the people in my family who were my binge buddies uh, of like sneaking into the basement after my parents had gone to sleep and, um, you know, secretly having all this food from the freezer that wasn't meant for us, um, that was meant for other people. Um, or, you know, the family dinners where that would take, you know, hours to prepare and then it would be kind of, uh, kind of, uh, engorged in a matter of a few minutes so um yeah um it's just it's so much a part of who i am to be a compulsive overeater um that it can be so unconscious that it can even be hard to talk about it could be hard to excavate memories of it because um it's so such a default for me um but um and it always was even though there were the uh, i came from a family of compulsive eaters it was such a sight of loneliness i still suffered alone so much around that and it was not something i could ever talk about with anyone um i just have memories of being um you know a kid in grade school and my lunch would be over and i'd be so sad and i'd be like just kind of alone wandering around the cafeteria looking for extra bits of food um and uh um and it just makes me really sad to think about that. Um, and just to come back to, um, you know, this tradition, which is about carrying the message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. 
when I was thinking about well, what is, you know, what is the message um, that I need to um, be sharing today? Um, and who is the compulsive overeater still suffers? How do I relate to another suffering compulsive overeater? And something that program has taught me is that um, I could only share my own experience and anything I share, these are my own opinions. We're all suffering compulsive overeaters. We all have the same disease, but we all have our own experiences and our own histories. So really the best way for me to carry the message is to speak to the compulsive overeater within me, to speak to the suffering kid in me who feels like food is the only answer or the suffering adolescent who felt like dieting was the only answer. When I was 12, um, I started dieting. I read a, an article about um, pre, preteen boys who were eating, who were having diets of 900 calories or less and losing weight. And that inspired me to try that. And when I started dieting at the age of 12, it was the first time in my life I felt I had some power and control and a sense of, um, um, a sense of value and uh, that I, somehow I was an adult. And the validation I got from others about my weight loss was so addictive. And that just started, but of course, as we know, the diets just never, they never last. They never could last for me. I was an amazing dieter. I lost the weight. I always lost the weight quickly and then it would creep back slowly because once I once I lost the weight, it was like now I get to eat whatever I want um, or now I'm normal. So, and that diet binge cycle lasted for years until um, I came into OA in my, in my, in my uh, I guess I was 28 because I'm 32 now. So that was four years ago. Um, so the point is, um, you know, when I think about what is the message that I, as a suffering compulsive overeater, um, need to hear, um, and I can only speak to that person because um, I can't, you know, when I try and relate to other people and program through this idea of, um, you know, what, you know, what's kind of, what's the standard fair compulsive overeater? Like it really doesn't exist. Um, I could really only speak from my story and each of our stories is so valuable. And um, I need to hear every, um, I could only hear through everybody's particularity. And it's, it's just a paradox. Like we all, we all share this disease, but we're also, um, we all really do have our own story. So when I'm sponsoring or trying to carry the message, I can't tell someone um, what to do and what's worked for me because they have their own experience. And at the same time, um, we heal each other by just sharing what works for us. At least that's been my experience. And we get these little Ten minutes. from each other. Thank you. Um, we get these little snippets from each other that work and somehow it's this kind of um, contagion effect where the slogan that I need to hear today, I hear from someone else and then I share it and then I give it away and I don't keep it. Um, Anyway, um, the message, um, the message that the compulsive overeater who came into program needs to hear is that you're not alone. You have been suffering so long and feeling like you're the only one and you are not. Um, I know that you feel hopeless that you're just going to keep on gaining weight, um, that you are always going to have this because um, that's, that's what I came in with. I came in because my dieting cycle had my dieting bone had broken and I tried this program of intuitive eating for, for another four years and um um because I thought dieting was the program and I just 
uh, or I thought dieting was the solution. And I kept on just, um, I was just like, okay, just, I won't diet anymore. I'm just going to eat whatever I want, whenever I want, whatever I feel like eating. Um, and that led to me, that led to me gaining 70 pounds. And um, I kept on thinking, well, if I just do this right, if I just follow what my body wants, then I won't overeat. Um, and I really tried so hard and, um, and it just didn't work. And so I, I finally, I had reached a number on the scale and a pant size that it just felt like I cannot stop on my own. I'm just going to reach another hundred pounds and um, ultimately lead to suicide because I just couldn't handle that sort of unstoppable weight gain. I mean, the feeling of hopelessness and despair that I knew was waiting for me and that I felt just felt so unbearable. So that person who came into the room, the message that I want to share, which maybe some of you could identify with, or maybe there's one person who can identify with this, and that's really enough, is that there really is hope. You're, you don't have to just keep eating um, unstoppably and compulsively because OA is a solution for you. Um, there are people here who understand. There are people here who have recovered, who have maintained not just one day of moderate balanced eating, uh, but weeks of moderate eating and years and decades of it. And, uh, um, and there's no reason why you can't have that too. There's nothing about you that stops you from recovering. I know that you feel like you're, you're terminally unique. I know that you feel that um, um, there's something about you, which means that inevitably you're going to have to relapse back into that eating or that you absolutely have to be thin in order to be safe, um, that you have to control every aspect of your life and for, for you to be successful and loved and uh, have value in the world, you have, to, you have to have it all together on the outside, but that really isn't true because there's this incredible community of people who love you already just for being human and the only, desi the only requirement for being part of this group is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Um, so just you being in the rooms and not wanting to be in this, in this food disease, that's enough. You don't have to have it together. And just by, just by showing up, you're going to heal um, by osmosis. It's this incredible, miraculous process. Um, and you're going to have the willingness to do all this stuff, which you never imagined doing. Um, so when I think about my progress in OA, um, I mean, the things that I do to work my program, I mean, I have a design for living. I never had any structure in my life. It felt like I would just roll out of bed and just, you know, it was just like, okay, let's see what's going to happen. And, um, it's not like my life was, um, you know, a complete mess in the sense that, you know, I mean, on, on, on paper, it looked like maybe I had things together, but I just didn't. Um, and I mean, I talked about feeling lost around my career, um, and, uh, and the hopelessness around food, but it's being in program and having this, you know, this structure and this community, um, that I, I just, I, I just can't imagine what my life was like before. It is so hard for me to, um, see how I got through the day. I mean, today I, I, um, you know, I start my day and, um, I have these daily readers, these incredible, you know, for me, spiritual books are two daily readers for today and voices of recovery. And, um, and instead of my automatic thoughts, which are, 
you know, my disease thoughts of me not being enough and um, not having enough and um, needing to control everything myself and needing to figure it out on my own and waiting to start my life until I have it together. You know, I get to start my day with these, with these words of, of recovery that, that tell me that, um, that tell me that there's a solution that tell me what to do. But thank you. It's like this thought replacement. And I, and, and I have these slogans like, one day at a time, um, like just do, just try it for today. Just do the next right action. Your weight is none of your business. Um, um, I have enough. I do enough. I am enough. Um, I mean, I now this is it's part of my it's part of my thinking. And uh, so I guess to come back to this compulsive overeater that I'm speaking to, which is kind of me before program, like. You're going to have this whole new way of living, and it's going to be amazing. Um, you're, in four years, you're going to be able to speak to a group of people who are your friends. You're going to have friends. You're going to have um, people in your life who really know you intimately and whom you share um, the you know, scary, vulnerable uh, aspects of your life. And, um, and you don't have to be afraid of them rejecting you because they want it. They're hungry for it because they heal from you telling your truth and you're going to heal from hearing other people. And instead of automatically judging uh, people who seem different than you or feeling this competitiveness about, you know, having, being the, you know, being the, being the thinnest or most together or, um, or any of that, like you're going to take such inspiration, hope from other people's healing. Um, and you're going to have these steps. Um, and I know that it's scary to think about doing all of these steps and following this program, but it's going to happen. The willingness is just going to come to you. I mean, for me, that's the message of this program is that you, like that's step one. I'm powerless over food and my life has become unmanageable. Um, it's, not, it's not your job. It's not your fault. It's not your fault that you have this disease. And you could be gentle with yourself now. I mean, for me, that's what step one is about. It's about that gentleness. It's so like, just forgive yourself. Like, you didn't, you didn't cause this problem. And now that you, now that you could accept this about yourself and, and forgive yourself for it, you can move on to step two, which is um, believing that a power greater than yourself could restore you to sanity. Um, something is going to, something is going to give you a peace and happiness that you never could have imagined beyond your wildest dreams. And it's going to come from outside of you and it's not going to be because of control. And yes, there's a, there is a lot of work to do, but it's, it's just going to happen. I mean, for me, um, there's an effortlessness around my abstinence and my program. And it doesn't mean that there aren't moments where I, I, I have to kind of conjure the willingness to pick up the phone and make an outreach call or share something that I don't, that I feel is too vulnerable. Um, it doesn't mean that there isn't that moment of willingness that I kind of have to, have to allow, but ultimately this is not a program of willpower. So the message is that, you know, the message is really just keep coming back. Um, because if you keep coming back, the program will work through you. And, um, and you're gonna find something called the higher power. And for me, I came into program really allergic to the God concept because of my religious upbringing, which um, was um, was very um, had left a very negative impact on me about what religion could do for me because I just felt so 
um, I felt like because I wasn't doing it right according to the rules, that there was something, you know, that I was bad and I didn't belong. Instead, Away has given me a spirituality that is, is mine. It is only mine. Nobody has told me what my higher power is. I've just, I have something taking care of me and I, it gets nourished through hearing about other people um, talking about their own surrender. So um, I don't have to, I don't have to figure it all out on my own yet. Nobody is going to tell me, nobody has told me what my abstinence is. Nobody has told me exactly how to work the steps. Something amazing happened. So, in a, I mean, I'm just at a loss for words for, um, for the miracle of this program that, um, that has happened in my life and thinking back for thinking back at the me four years ago of how my life has changed. Um, and I'm no longer hopeless around the, um, around gaining more and more weight. And that's not because, um, it's not because the solution is physical, um, or that I'm like, now I can stick to a diet. Um, it's because, I mean, the, the, the key ingredient to that for me is just the relinquishing of control. Somehow it's just happening for me. I follow this food plan where my food is, it's so delicious and it is so filling. I've never enjoyed my food more. Um, and that isn't, again, it's not because I figured it out. It's because somehow Olay has just worked for me and I don't get to take That's credit time. for it. I don't, thank you. And I don't have to take credit for it. So I think there's so much more to this tradition, to our program than I could possibly um, say. Um, I just want to thank everyone for, um, for carrying the message um, to me, to continuing to make my life possible and beautiful. I'm so grateful for these four years. I can't wait for the rest of my life in OA because I know that I belong here. And, um, and I'm so grateful for the purpose of um, carrying this message to, the other, to other compulsive overeaters because it has given me a purpose in my life. I could lose everything. And as long as I have OA, I have purpose in my life, which is to keep this fellowship going and to keep uh, healing myself through healing others. So um, thank you all so much.